Welcome to the party, pal. Talking about you, Tommy. Welcome to the party. Yeah, you, dude. You. It's my EP right there. Joining the party. Last second. Been that kind of morning. What's going on? Welcome to the program. I am Jim Rome. Hope you're having a good day. We have got a lot to get to. A lot of good stuff to get to. In fact, I don't want to waste any time because I've got the quarterback for the North Carolina Tar Heels, Drake May, coming up next segment. So... I do not want to waste time. Let's get to it. Telephone number is 1-800-636-8686. You can go ahead and hit me up right now. Phone lines are open. Tommy is there. He's got Jack Savage in the back row. They are both screening phone calls. Alvy will not screen, but Alvy will run you if you don't meet the appropriate criteria. All right, so you have your phone number. If you want to hit me up on the X, I'd love to see that. Find me at Jim Rome, R-O-M-E. If you want to email me, email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. I've got Drake May coming up at 920. He's having another big year. Coming up the top of hour number two, Bruce Feldman. We will talk to him about the latest regarding Michigan. Hey, Jaworski, don't hit me. We'll talk about the latest regarding Michigan, and we'll take a look at some other things regarding college football. Bruce Feldman, top of our number two, and then we are wide open in and around all of that. So, once again, come up in here, one 636 8686 It's Tuesday morning, so what do you say we talk about what happened last night? <laughs> what happened last night? I'll tell you exactly what happened last night. Something had to give last night, right? Something had to give. Like we all know... Jets are going to Jets. Chargers are going to Charger. So exactly what was going to happen? I should have known that there was an even more miserable force at play last night. I should have never underestimated the Coog Hunter by overestimating the Coog Hunter. That was my mistake. The big head, James Kelly, knew better. Myself, I got burned. Like, I would love to give Zach Wilson some credit this my morning. Bad, my friend. Unfortunately, he earned zero credit this morning. And look, I know their O-line is jacked up. I know they're having trouble running the ball. I know Nate can't hack it is calling plays. I've heard all of these excuses over and over and over again. But there are no amount of excuses for the Coog Hunter that excuse the Coog Hunters' latest pitiful performance. Aaron Rodgers would have given them a better shot last night on one leg in streets. Hell, I think Alvy running around back there for the Jets would have given the Jets a better chance than the Coog Hunter. It felt like absolutely anybody would have given them a better chance last night. The only offensive positive for the JETS was that Aaron worked out on the field again. And then MNF cameras caught him telling Derwin James after the game that he's, quote, a few weeks away. Derwin James asked him, so when are you coming back? And Aaron said, few weeks. Hey, look, I'm no doctor. I'm no doctor, but I don't need to be a doctor to know that that is the biggest lie ever. But I wish it weren't. I wish it were true, because that offense is utterly unwatchable right now. Utterly unwatchable right now with the CH. With the CH, it is straight torture. It's like searing pain. Searing pain every time that they have the ball. 
And can you imagine if we're all this fed up with the Jets' offense? Imagine how fed up the Jets' defense must be with the Jets' offense. A Jet defense, which, by the way, played another great game last night. You never know it by the final score, but trust me, that defense was awesome again. And now even Jet offensive players are admitting it's getting sketchy up in there. It's getting tougher and tougher to look their defensive teammates in the eye after all these horrendous offensive drives. Check out star Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson said as much after the game. It's getting to the point where it's disappointing. You know, I hate coming off the field, looking our defense in the eyes, and, and you know, knowing that we got to send them back out there after three and out. You know, them boys are my dogs. They come out and, and ball. They put us in a great position. It's time for us to start returning the favor, man. And, and um, it's, it's time. You know, we got to figure it out. He said, quote, it's time. Garrett, my dude, you're a stud. You're an absolute stud. But actually, it's way past time, my dude. The Jets have been stuck in the exact same mode essentially since the second Aaron went down. And he went down four snaps into the season. I don't care that they somehow managed to win four games because the offense has got nothing to do with it. They're horrible offensively. They're horrible in the red zone. They're horrible on third down. The CH missed guys who were wide ass open consistently. I mean, I don't think we were five seconds into that broadcast last night before Troy Aikman was saying something to the effect of, if you're an NFL quarterback, you can't miss that throw. You can't miss that throw. NFL quarterbacks simply never miss that throw. And Wilson misses that throw all the time. It's now been a whole half season. And we're still having the same exact conversation. The same exact discussion about that offense and that team. Like, Bob Sala can't even get away with saying that the defense humiliated another star quarterback because that's actually true. Justin Herbert had arguably his worst game as a pro. 16 of 30, 136 yards, no touchdowns. But you tell me what's uglier. What's uglier? That stat line, which is but ugly. Or limiting the starting quarterback to that stat line and still getting blown out. In prime time, in your own house, by a team trying to get back to 500. I mean, can the Jets really afford to keep running the Coug Hunter out there? Can they really afford to keep doing what they're doing? And apparently, according to Bob Sala, the answer is yes. Because according to Bob, while that wasn't Wilson's best game, it certainly was not his worst game. One of those bizarre games that just every time we had momentum... Uh, like I said, just a self-inflicted wound. Uh, wound. Uh, was it his best game? Obviously not. Was it his worst game? No, I'm not going to say it was even close to his worst game. I mean, hey guys, it's windy out here. Hey guys, my man could be so much worse than that. You think that's bad? You think that's bad? Hey guys, you think that's bad? He could be so much worse than that. Are you kidding me? You think that's bad? That does not begin to scratch the surface of how bad my guy can be. Hey, Bob, the only thing bizarre about that game is what you said after that game. Oh, and your beard. Well, what was that? Supposed to be some sort of compliment? No, that was not his best game, but hey, come on now. That was far from his worst game. And and that line about how that was really a bizarre game. Like every time we had momentum, Zach killed it. 
Except that's not bizarre at all, right? That's pretty much exactly what you'd expect from Zach. That's what he does. What's bizarre about that ass-kicking, Bob? Nothing. Except your beard. Your beard was bizarre. Your beard was weird. If you're trying to get us to look away from the train wreck on the field and look at that train wreck on your face, it worked. And don't get me wrong. You're still a Dodonis. He looks like a Dodonis. Look it, look it, look it, look it. Look it, look it, look it. He looks like a Dodonis. Look it, look it, look it. Look it, look it. He's a Dodonis with a weird beard. Look it, look it. He looks like a Again, if you're trying to get us to look away from that train wreck on the field and get us to look at that train wreck on your face, it worked for about a minute. Look it, look it. Look it, look it, look it. And Bob, don't worry about keeping that receipt. I mean, dude, you're still a Dodonis. You look like a million, except for that weird beard. Listen, L.A. had the worst pass defense in the league coming to this game. It's not like we were asking Wilson to work a miracle against the 2,000 Ravens here. We were just looking for a serviceable game against a terrible pass defense, and clearly that was asking way too much, as it always is with this guy. How does everybody else in the world understand that except for the Jets brass? And I don't want to hear that it wasn't his worst game ever. And I don't want to hear that he's so much more improved. And I don't want to hear about how much he's changed. And I'm glad that he's actually feeling more confident. The problem is that confidence is not translating into actual offense. It's not showing up. So I don't want to hear it, not even from the CH himself. I feel like I'm a different player. I feel like I, I'm in the best position I've ever felt mentally, um, my understanding of the game. Um, I, feel, I feel ready to get, be out there and be competing, and so that's what's so frustrating, and just, just not getting things done. You know, it's frustrating, and it starts with me finding a way, but, you know, I'm ready for the opportunity in the moment, and we got to find a way. Thing is, how you feel doesn't really matter a hell of a lot. Not if you're playing the same way. How you feel is one thing, but you look like pretty much the exact same dude. And if it's frustrating for you, Zach, and you feel so great, and you feel ready for the opportunity, you can imagine how frustrating it is for everybody else when you flush it right down the drain. I mean, you want to talk about an opportunity. Last night in front of the entire country, that was a great opportunity. Instead, we saw more of the exact same thing. The Coog Hunter was such a disaster last night that the pinky cast had to cut off Arnold Schwarzenegger right in the middle of a book plug. I want to make sure that everyone kind of can read it easily and then adopt it and adopt those kind of principles. I think, uh, I think those are great lessons. I think Zach Wilson might want a copy of that book after that fumble right there about knocking out the naysayers. Arnold should have been like, hey, Pinky, consider that a divorce. I'm trying to sell books. Consider that a divorce. Consider that a divorce, Pinky. Consider that a divorce. Stop interrupting me. I'm trying to sell my book. Consider that a divorce, Pinky. Consider that a divorce. Arnold missed an amazing opportunity right there to hit us with. Everybody get down. Everybody get down. Everybody down down on the ground now. Everybody get down. There's another Coog Hunter fumble. Everybody get down. Everybody get down down now and buy my book. Everybody get down. Get down. Get down. down. Buy my book. Get on the ball. Do it now. Do it now. Everybody get down. Get to the bookstore, Richter. Get to the bookstore, Richter. 
Get to wherever you buy your books, Richter. Get to Barnes and Noble, Richter. Get to Amazon. Get to wherever you buy your books, Richter. I mean, cra- crazy. T- <laughs> Get to wherever you buy your books, Richter. Y'all can read, right? See at the party, Richter. <laughs> Richter. Fumble! Everybody get down! Get on that book! Everybody get on that book! Crazy to think that the Jets could have had anybody else playing quarterback right about now. Instead, it seems like they're choosing to sink to the bottom of the ocean with Wilson. They're choosing to die on Coog Hunter Hill. Hell, they could have had Josh Dobbs. The Vikings got that dude for a sixth-round draft choice. Dobbs doesn't even practice. He didn't even practice. He didn't even know the guys that were in front of him. He didn't even know who he was throwing the ball to. And I bet that guy could have walked right onto the field last night without even seeing the playbook and still giving them more than the Coug Hunter did. I mean, Saul himself is obviously fed up. Did you not see what was on his face? I don't mean the beard. I mean that look. Did you not see the look on his face? My man's not exactly wearing a poker face, is he? I mean, everything that guy was feeling was right there on his face for everybody to see. Like, never mind wearing your emotions on your sleeve. How about wearing them right on your mug the entire night? Not only does he not have a poker face, look at the guy. He's telling the world he's holding a pair of twos. That's his poker face. He's letting everybody know, I'm holding a pair of twos. I mean, you can see how frustrated he was, which makes it even more frustrating when he runs to the podium after the game to tell us that it was not Zach's worst game ever. Yeah, maybe not, but it was bad enough, Bob. Bad enough for you to get your asses kicked, even though your defense was great again. Let me put it to you this way. It was bad enough that I don't think you want to keep any of the receipts from this one. I don't know, the whole thing, like Sala, the Jets, it all started off pretty fun. Like Bob, for instance. Like, I really used to enjoy Bob's act. I did. And I want to like Bob's act again, but Bob's act is getting kind of annoying when he's telling us things like, yeah, he wasn't as best, but he certainly was not as worst. And what do you think of my new beard? Pretty much the same way I feel about that team, you know? So, well done to the Chargers for a primetime road win in a game they absolutely had to have. Well done to the Chargers, even if they actually didn't do all that much last night. But they also didn't make any crazy decisions. They didn't turn it over. They only committed four penalties. They didn't shoot themselves in the foot over and over again. They didn't implode. They didn't beat themselves. As far as the Jets, why are the best Jet highlights always before the game when Aaron walks onto the field and is tossing the rock around? Why is that always the highlight of the game? And why is a close second easily Aaron walking to the locker room and not in a golf cart or on crutches? No different last night. Honorable mention, though, is seeing Arnold feed his donkey during that Manning cast. All right, welcome back. Oh, yes. And let's oh, welcome yeah, no. an icon yes. right now, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, what is, what is that? It, that donkey looks like you eating, Peyton. The same thing. All right. 
Yeah, I know, clones. What is Arnold doing with Jim in Fall River's wife? Donkey. Or why didn't Peyton and Eli let John Elway have his own segment? Thank you to John Elway. Why does a Hall of Famer have to share a segment? And yes, that donkey probably would have done a lot better than Zach. Blown the hell out. 1-800-636-8686. I'm telling you. Everybody get down. Everybody buy my book. All right, so I've got reaction. Chris in Milwaukee. Hey, Jimmy. I think I had a great game last night. After all, I went 33 of 49, which is a range that's right in my wheelhouse. Signed, Zach Wilson. I see what you did there, Chris. I see what you did there. Hey, Jim, the Kook Hunter. It's got to be the worst second pick ever. Freaking don't talk to me, all right? Knock it off. Signed, Ryan Leaf. Don't talk to me, all right? Knock it off. Scott in Salt Lake. Hey, Rome. When Aaron Rodgers says a few weeks, we should believe him. Regards construction contractors. And Amber is in as I go to break. Amber writes, Romy, Bobbert Sala's face last night said it all. My dude looked like he would rather be anywhere else than on the sidelines watching that dumpster fire that is the Coog Hunter and that horrific offense. Frustration is having to watch the Jets on prime time. Enough. Look at it yeah, he's not even face, trying to hide bro. it. You know how coaches always talk about body language, body language. How about facial language? My man was wearing it all on his face. The highs, the lows. You always know exactly how Bob saw his feeling by looking at his face. I think that's why he grew that beard. To try to cover up exactly how he feels. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could tell how exasperated that guy was. He's probably thinking, man, I know I'm not hiding it. And I know I can't do anything about it. Maybe if I grow a beard over it, that will be my poker face. They won't know how I'm really feeling. Oh, no, dude, we could tell. We could tell. We know. And finally, at why, why, five. Why? The Jets D about to do the Coog Hunter the way Arnie does Richter. See at the party, Richter. Rip his arms off. That D's got to be so upset. Man, if anybody should have the looks on their face, like Bob Salas, it's that defense, man. They're just playing their asses off. Playing so well, and it doesn't matter. All right, when we come back, Drake May joins us. I've got Bruce Feldman, top of hour number two, and plenty of time for your telephone calls. So hit me up. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up, and if you are stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you're stuck in and what your options are for getting rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over 10 years now and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares, and they might be able to help you too. To get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation, call 800-462-3333, 800 800- 
800-462-3333. Once again, 800-462-3333. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. A tremendous Tuesday to you. What's going on? All right, once again, if you're on hold, stay there. If not, the telephone number is toll-free. It's good nationwide. Hit me up right now, 1-800-636-8686. But as promised, we are joined right now by a quarterback for North Carolina. He was the ACC Player of the Year last season. He had 4,300 passing yards, 38 touchdowns. This year, he's thrown for over 2,800 yards, 20 touchdowns, only five INTs. He did throw for 244 yards and four touchdowns in North Carolina's 59-7 win over Campbell on Saturday. The Tar Heels, 7-2 overall, 3-2 in ACC play. They are ranked number 24 in this week's AP poll. They host Duke Saturday night, so that's a big one. We are joined by quarterback Drake May. Drake, it is great to have you back, man. How are you? Yes, sir. What's going on? I'm uh, doing well. How about you? Doing great. It's good to visit with you. Thanks for making time. Let me first ask you, what was it like to mix in a non-conference game to start November and then to go out and dominate the way they did, you did, the way you did against Campbell this past Saturday? Yes, sir. Yeah, I think it's a, you know, a big confidence booster. I think, um, you know, at, yeah, at times, you know, it's a little bit you know, tough when you're facing, you know, tough ACC opponents um, for weeks on end and then uh, you face the FC, FCS opponent. Um, you got to bring your own energy and it wasn't as, you know, packed a packed crowd and uh, maybe a team you know you're better than just got to you know, execute ourselves and um, kind of you know play the standard of, of our team so uh, we got three big ones on left remaining and uh, we know they're you know they're big games to end off the season and we want to finish it off right so I think it's a you know big confidence booster you know for us going forward right so looking ahead Drake let me ask you that win came after a couple of back-to-back losses to Virginia and Georgia Tech by a total of just eight points so how do you feel about where the team is right now and how the season has gone overall Yes, sir. You know, I think Coach Brown's preaching a three-game season. I think we're amped for that. Now, you know, first one starting with the rival Duke. You know, anytime you know you're Carolina, um, just a, a member of Carolina family or you know an athlete, you know, you gotta you know beat Duke. You know, so you know fight for that victory bell. And uh, we got a big one at home. Um, you know, Senior Day last one in Keenan. So um, it's going to be a big opportunity for us to kind of make a statement. We're talking to Drake. Me, I want to ask you about a few of those things you just mentioned. So you get ready to take on Duke, and obviously it's a major rivalry matchup. Despite losing their star quarterback, Riley Leonard, man, they're still battling now. They're fighting. They've won six games. What is the biggest challenge that Mike Elko's defense presents, and what do you think that game ultimately comes down to? Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, Coach Elko, second year with them. Um, I thought, you know, that defensively they were, you know, pretty strong last year. Um, so just another year under his belt. Um, they bring a lot of different things. Uh, they're multiple. Um, they're really good up front. They got their four guys um, back. And uh, I think Coach Elko did a nice job, especially on third down, mixing some stuff up, bringing some guys. Um, I think, you know, they heat you up, you know, as a quarterback. They're going to bring dash guys from different places and uh, mix up the coverage behind. So uh, at the end of the day, we got winner one-on-one battles outside and uh, just find a way to, you know, establish the run and um, just find ways to, you know, exploit them. Drake May joining us. Drake, you mentioned that it's senior night. I know you have not yet made any final decisions about your future, but considering that it is senior night and, I mean, potentially it might be your final home game in Chapel Hill, you'll see. However, what kind of emotions do you think might be running through you when you hit the field on Saturday night? No doubt. You know, anytime, you know, in Keenan for a night game, um, rivals going to be rocking. And uh, this, you know, this, this university has meant, meant the world to me and uh, just, you know, my dream come here 
dream come true playing quarterback here. Um, so glad to have a chance to, you know, get back at it against a rival. And uh, like I said, n- nothing's having to declare anything. So uh, you never know, could be back next year. So just a time for, you know, those seniors um, that are seniors to, you know, enjoy them and celebrate them and uh, get back after, you know, a big ACC rival. So, Dre, quick follow on that. Like, you might be back next year or you might not be. You are a projected top 10 NFL draft pick. I get it. I understand it's all about what's in front of you. It's all about team goals. But have you allowed yourself to think about the NFL and how are you approaching that process? Yes, sir. I think it's tough. You know, obviously, yeah, you hear the you know, guys coming up to you or, um, you know, whether it's social media or uh, just trying to, you know, block that out and focus on, um, you know, these last three games, you know, one game at a time. Um, but at the end of the day, that stuff when you work yourself out after the season. And I'm just blessed to be this opportunity to, to maybe be able to play and, and uh, live out my dream of playing the NFL. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we got work left in college to do and, uh, you know, make that decision afterwards. Hey, Drake, I got to ask you about your family, man. Your family's something else. For instance, your father, Mark, played quarterback for the Tar Heels in the 80s. Your older brother, Luke, was on the North Carolina Hoops team. They won a national title in 2017. Another one of your brothers, Cole, won a natty playing baseball at Florida. I mean, it may all seem normal to you because you don't know any different, but to me, it's incredible. Like, what was it like growing up in such an athletic, competitive family? Yes, sir. You know, I think I was blessed to be the youngest of, you know, four boys um, getting beat up on. Um, I was the run. I was... Well, they were all about six five or so when I was just getting to middle school, and I was still like five ten. And I hit a late growth spurt, so I uh, just getting bullied and just trying to find my way to, um, you know, whether run around them or uh, just find a way to compete with them. And I think it was, you know, blessed to have, you know, two on two, a built in two on two all the time, and uh, never having, you know, anybody that not wanted to, you know, play a sport or, or do something to compete. And uh, you know, nowadays we don't get as rough and and physical is afraid you're going to hurt somebody, but you know, it was so good after and things like golf and stuff. So just a uh, blessing. You know, my parents did, I feel like they did a great job raising us. And uh, just, you know, uh, anytime you got three older brothers, you know, I think you got your work cut out for you. And uh, I think they really prepared me for uh, just adversity in life and uh, just playing sports no doubt listen before we go a couple of things i spoke to your coach mac brown last or in late september he made it really clear that he was hoping that the ncaa would do the right thing and restore the eligibility of receiver tez walker after transferring from kent state that finally happened last month he caught a couple of td passes on saturday what has it meant to have him on the field the last five games Oh, he's a, he's an explosive receiver. You know, anytime you got a guy like him outside, you know, he makes my job easier. Just put it near him. Um, he's gonna make a play, and uh, you know, he's been big time for us. I think I need to try to give him the ball more. Um, he's so explosive, and uh, you know, he's such an underrated route runner. He can run by you, and uh, you know, he's just a you know, the athlete. He's a big dude, six three, and uh, just loves football. Always asks me to watch extra film and, and catch extra balls at the practice. So he's just a he's just a you know, practice hard, and he's a gamer. He's a dude. He's a dude, and you got to love it that he wants you to stay late and watch film. Listen, they don't they pay me not to play favorites, right? So I never, ever play favorites, ever. That said, Mac Brown has always been one of my favorites. He raved about you on this show, about you personally, about your work ethic. How would you describe your relationship with Mac, and what's he like to play for? Yeah, Coach Brown, he's the ultimate player's coach. Um, he's the best um, you know, at, at taking care of us. Um, does everything for us. That's the reason he came back to, to coach for us and, and uh, you know, make everything really around the facility, you know, the updates or just caring for us. Um, he's the best with names. He remembers everybody's name. Remember my grandparents' name. He's met once or twice. And uh, um, he's just, you know, it does everything, like I said, for us. And it's all about us. And, you know, just the tenure he's had, you know, as, you know, whether it's his time here or at Texas, um, he's winning. He's a winner. And all he does is care about is winning. And uh, he's, a, you know, it's awesome to play for and, and just looking forward to, you know, having – you know, playing him, playing for him um, one more time this season under Keenan. 
Hey, Trick, one last thought. You look around the nation, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks right now. In, in fact, this year, there's a ton of great quarterback play. You got Caleb Williams and Michael Penix squared off this past weekend. I mean, I know you're worried about your thing, but do you find yourself tracking the other marquee quarterbacks around the country and what they're into and how they're doing? Yes, sir. I think you find yourself, you know, watch some highlights or um, seeing a big game from the guys. And there's been a lot of great, you know, top top 25 matchups and conference games this past year um, over the over the year. So uh, Caleb's a good friend of mine, um, you know, watching him do his thing. And obviously me and Bo, uh, Bo Nix, do it out in the bowl game last year. So um got to know a lot of these guys and a lot of them are, are making you know lots of plays. And I look forward to seeing, you know, seeing, you know, us do our thing in crunch time when it matters. It's a blast. Guys making a lot of plays, putting a lot of points up. You've got the Tar Heels there, seven and two once again, three and two, and they got a big one coming up this weekend. A rivalry game against Duke. Their quarterback is Drake May. Drake, really appreciate you making time for us and coming back on the program, especially on this a very big week. Great to talk to you, Drake. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on and go Heels. Yes, sir, my man. Great talking to you again, Drake May. He's got a very bright future. Very bright future, and we'll see how it plays out. All right, so generally we don't drop something into the 920 spot, but when you get a chance to get a guy like that, you got to do it. You got to roll with it. Telephone number once again, toll free, 1 800 636 8686. Let me get you to the bottom of the hour because I've got a sports update for you. Live from Southern California. This is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. My thanks to Drake May. That's fun. Bruce Feldman coming up at the top of the hour. Talk some more college football with him. In the meantime, I've got time for your reaction. What do you see? Hit me up. You can hit me up either via the phone. You can hit me up via the X. You can hit me up via email. All work, one 636 8686 Like this guy, Pete in Phoenix. Hey, Mr. Rome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got to respect that. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. At Dude from Cheers. They like call him sir and bleep. Signed Dodger Jano. They say like sir to him and shit. He's like, no, no, no. We're on the same level here. We're both yes, sir. Well played. Kelly Stafford. She's been really quiet since then, hasn't she? Kelly Stafford was talking about how Matthew Stafford was having trouble connecting with some of the younger players. They say, like, sir to him and shit. He's like, no, 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 we're on the same level here. We're both playing in this Listen to her. What a great line. Like, Let me get to know you. They yes, say, they say, sir to him and bleep like no no we're on the same level let me try to get to know you they say like sir to him and he's like no no no. we're on the same level here we're both playing in this league like let me get to know you yes sir hey kelly i get that i appreciate that they are on the same level except he's like old enough to be their dad that's why they're surring him and bleep yes sir she's way more entertaining than him but she hasn't said much since then or we haven't heard much from her since then. Carl and Prescott. Nothing wrong with calling somebody sir. Signed, Marcy calling Peppermint Patty sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Carl, you've been warned. That's a warning. That's an official warning, yo. One more of those and you're done. You know what I'm talking about. 
Don't act dumb. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. That's a warning. You've been warned. You're not going to get another warning. You'll get blocked. You know that that's not cool. We're not doing that. And Lefty and KC writes, Drake May in the jungle? I fantasize about this kid in Chicago. Unfortunately, I think Justin Fields is toast. He needs a new start. Yeah, that's the thing about Chicago, though, right? You don't oh really God, know what you have in Justin Fields. Toast. We're still not sure. They need to play him. They need to find out exactly what they have in him. Hey, by the way, they need to find out what they have in their head coach. Chicago's got to find out a lot of things right about now. But they did get Josh McDaniels fired, so give them that. They have that going for them, which is nice, I guess, for them. Jimothy, tell Arnold to leave the donkey shows to us. Signed, Tijuana. <laughs> v in the feet. I've never had any interest in that. Hey, V, something tells me you've been. Something tells me you not only have an interest, but an experience. I don't want to hear about it, V. I don't need to know. I don't want to know. Believe me, dude, I'm older than you. I used to live and work in San Diego. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away. If I had any interest in that show, I would have attended that show. No interest in that show. Van Sizzle. I think the Jets' offensive line performed very well last night. Signed, the Alvin Deloro prophylactic. Andy from Denver. Unwar not taking the head's pick last night. I'm telling you. Don't confuse James Kelly's inability to speak eloquently with his ability to pick or not pick games accurately. He's got a knack. Why else would I put somebody on the air who butchers the English language like that if he couldn't pick a game? He absolutely can pick games. He just can't speak English very well. He nailed his props, too. He's good. Hey, at Jim Rome. The clip of the Coog Hunter saying, um, in that interview needs to be put up against the hoodie's groan. <laughs> you clones, man. Groan is not spelled, I mean, it is spelled G-R-O-W-N. That's like grown up. That's not like moaning groan. That's why I stopped on that. Against the hoodie's groan. They have to be identical or close to it. Tony in Salt Lake, enjoying watching the former BYU QB flame out in the NFL. I feel like I'm a different player. I feel like I damn I'm Tony in Salty, the best even if you can't spell. I've ever felt mentally, um, my understanding of the game um, um, does sound pretty similar. I feel I feel ready to get be out there and be competing, and so that's what's so frustrating and just just not getting things done. You know, it's frustrating. I want to get to the hood. How incredible is it that the hood is getting grilled by the media? about his job status. And not even his job status like, hey, Hood, do you think that Bob Kraft will keep you around long enough for you to win those last 28 games? 28 to run down Don Shula. That's not even the issue. That's not even the question. Can you believe that this guy is standing before the media and the media is grilling him about whether or not Bob Kraft would ever consider making an in-season change? We were goading this guy all day long, every damn day. 
like five minutes ago. And now all of a sudden the narrative is, hey, would Bob Kraft do this guy? Would Bob Kraft fire this guy? Would he fire him in season? Would he fire him if they lose this week? Yeah, I mean, some of that's a little over the top. But how long do you think it's going to take that guy? Given what they have right now, given what he's built, how long do you think it would take him to win those last 28 games to run down Don Shula? Ask me, and the big head and I could do an over-under on this. I don't think this is far-fetched. It might take him a decade to win 28 more games. Hey, listen, I'm not even kidding. Does it look like I'm kidding? They're the worst team in the AFC. It might take him a decade to win 28 games. Years. Hey, Jim, the Jets' defense is doing everything they possibly can to help the team win, but Zach Wilson keeps screwing it up. Thanks, John L. Smith. The kids are playing their tail off, and the coaches are screwing it up. Paul in Albany. Ward John L. Smith screaming at reporters to smile. You guys act like it's... Pick it up a little bit. Okay? Get your chin up. Smile. Smile. Okay? Okay. Dang, you guys... All right? If not, I'm not talking. Let's get rolling. Okay. Rutgers coming to town this week. Smile. And Scott is that guy, dear at Jim Rome. Not Smile. only did I hit that game last night, but I took at Big Head Bet's advice and got his prop bet as well. Thank you for getting me paid. Thank you for helping me get right after a sub-optimal weekend. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm telling you, you can ride with the head or you can fade the head. It's totally up to you. Just don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Have a little bit of fun with it, and we can talk about it. Head had a night. Big Head had himself a good night. I had myself a bad night. That'll happen. At Great Blue Dini 4, if you think the donkey show is wild, you should see what they have in Columbia. Regards, Uncle Eric. Yeah, I don't want to know. I got a feeling, though, that rogues encountered some of what happened in Columbia and didn't share it with me. I think Rose lets me know what he wants me to know. Like, he'll feed me a little bit, so uh, he leads me to believe, like, oh, I'm being straight up with you, Pop. Hey, Pop, totally transparent. No, you're not, Rogues. I know you. I know your deal. You're giving me something, so you're leading me to believe that you're telling me everything, but I know you're not. Drew in West L.A., Dodger Jano is a former HR executive. How would she axe the hood? It's a different life. She hasn't done that in a long time. DJ, DJ has always been the nicest person I've ever known. The nicest, kindest, sweetest. I've said it for the record. I've said it a million times, and I'll say it a million and one. I married the best person I ever met. Full stop. But she was an HR executive. She did fire people. She had tough conversations. She would get on a plane and go to radio stations and have tough conversations. I, I don't know that she still has that in her. In fact, I know she doesn't. It's been a long, long time. If she did it, it would be a kind and humane firing. Bellaby, are you going to Justin's house on Thursday or Friday, wore the bolts. Bella, never. 
He's never invited me. I'm not going to just show up. I know there are victory parties there because I know where he lives and I know neighbors and they've told me. You know I had him on and I hinted at it. You know, I do have some pride and I still haven't gotten the invite yet. We live in the same neighborhood. I mean, my man's just walking by, doing his thing, having the lineman over, having the victory barbecue. Whatever goes on there, it does not include me. I'm going to assume I don't live close enough that I could launch one of my bocce balls that never get used over the fence. But we are on the same side of the neighborhood. I think it's safe to assume if the invite hasn't come yet, it's not going to come. Maybe I should have my own victory barbecue. And either A, not invite him, or B, invite him. What would you do if you were me? I've got a killer backyard. You've seen it. Well, you've seen the bocce ball court anyway. I I should be the bigger man, right? I'm older. Probably a little more wise, a little more experienced. I should be the bigger man. Instead of being upset that I can't get an invite to the Victory Barbecue, I think I should have my own barbecue, Victory or otherwise, and invite Justin. I mean, why not, right? What's the worst he can say? No. I know he's not going to say yes. All the more reason to float that out there because you know he's not going to say yes. DJ would be like, wait, what? Wait, what? DJ, back in the day, when we lived in the 818, I had a guy that I used to put on this show quite a bit. We were good friends, an NFLer. And I invited him over for a barbecue. DJ's like, what, what, no, no, what, what, what? I'm like, DJ, you had me do so many things I don't want to do. You didn't give me enough notice. I, I didn't know. It's like 20 years later, I still bring it up. And she throws it in my face with, uses one of my lines. Can you turn the page on that? Turn the page on that. Jump out the pool on that. Bruce Feldman, when we come back. 